Welcome to the Mill Housing Nation podcast, where we are having conversations that matter for wherever the military has taken you. We're bringing you stories from real military spouses who not only understand the challenges, they are harnessing the opportunities to build lives they can love. From new spouses to veteran spouses, you'll get tips, tricks, and actionable steps that will help you along your military life journey. Welcome everyone, this is Heather Campbell, and we're so thankful that you have joined us on the Mill Housing Nation podcast, where we dive into the uniqueness of the military family journey by helping you build a life, a community, and a home you love when you are not in control of where you will call home next. Welcome back, everybody. Today, we're going to talk about Friends Thanksgiving. Now, no, I'm not talking about episodes of the show Friends and their Thanksgiving episode, nor am I talking about things like How I Met Your Mother, which has a tradition called Slapsgiving that my husband has informed me of that he thought was hilarious in college. So no, we are also not talking about things like that. Today, we're going to talk a little bit about how do you have friends Thanksgiving when you are far away from your own family. But first, I want to give a quick thank you to our sponsor for today's episode, Armed Forces Bank. We cannot do what we do here at the Mill Housing Network or the Mill Housing Nation podcast without their support. So again, we are thankful for them and you will hear a little bit more about them later in today's episode. Now let's get right into it. I want to sort of break up today's content in two ways. One, how do we decide how we're going to celebrate Thanksgiving or our Friendsgiving, right? And then also, how do we save money doing it? Because if you guys haven't noticed, groceries are very, very expensive right now. So how do we have a holiday we can intentionally enjoy, but also not break the bank in the process? So first, let's talk a little bit about how we decide what we're going to celebrate for Thanksgiving, if we're going to celebrate Thanksgiving. Now, the first thing you have to remember, in our military community, is that we have things that are non-traditional, right? We try our best to bring in our old family traditions or the ways that we were raised, but the reality is that sometimes you have to celebrate Thanksgiving in February due to military tempo or somebody not being available, or sometimes you have to celebrate alone without your extended family. So be open to non-traditional, I guess, traditions when it comes to Thanksgiving. So that includes celebrating it at a different time, maybe not on that same Thursday in November that everybody else is celebrating, right? Maybe celebrate early, celebrate late. Maybe you do Thanksgiving breakfast. Maybe you do Thanksgiving leftovers, whatever that looks like. Be open to non-traditional timeline and also to non-traditional food. Fun fact, if you don't like turkey, don't make a turkey. (laughs) I know it sounds so silly, but truly there's no rule written that says, here is the holy grail of Thanksgiving rules that you must be having turkey and all of these sides and a Norman Rockwell style dinner and everyone should look beautiful and your table should be spotless in fine china. I'll tell you right now, even as a family meal expert, which you guys, if you've been listening for any length of time, you know that I am a dietitian and a family meal expert. My Thanksgiving does not look like those Norman Rockwell paintings, right? So give yourself permission to have non-traditional timeline, non-traditional foods. That also means non-traditional guests. So what does that look like? Now, today we're talking about friends Thanksgiving and truly celebrating the holiday with friends. Now, what we're going to be sharing also applies for other holidays. If you have other religious holidays that you celebrate, you know, Ramadan, Easter, Hanukkah, whatever that looks like. These are are things you can keep in mind if you can't celebrate with your family of how to celebrate with your friends. But the point being is you get to choose who you want to celebrate the holiday with. If you don't have an opportunity to get home, you can do whatever you want. I had one Thanksgiving. My sister lives in another part of the country. She's married to a Marine. And they were 
young and married and I was still, I think in graduate school and I went to see her for Thanksgiving and we packed turkey sandwiches, like the sliced lunch meat turkey. And we went to the beach. She lived uh, in San Diego at the time. And we said, forget it. Your husband's not here. I'm not married. Just us two sisters. Let's go have a picnic at the beach for Thanksgiving. Right. So I got to choose. We got to choose that it was just going to be the two of us. And we got to choose what foods we wanted. And, you know, sure, we'll take turkey on the sandwiches. But that was about as traditional as it got for our Thanksgiving celebration that year. So when you're thinking about who you want to celebrate with, maybe it's friends in your local area. Maybe it's just the few of you. And you guys, military families will appreciate this. One year, we even had multiple families get together and we outgrew the space in uh, base housing. And we had to ask the base chapel if we could borrow their fellowship hall space because it has a kitchen in there and we could, you know, warm up pies and, and keep foods warm. And we had, I think, probably eight to 10 families that came in. We had about 50 people total. And it was really, really wonderful. It was this great opportunity. It was our last Thanksgiving that all of us were going to be together. And we just, we we used the projector to watch a football game in the chapel while we ate. And we had a really great time. And that's one of our most memorable Thanksgivings was this time that we had multiple turkeys and hams and so many casseroles. And everybody just truly had an opportunity to gather and to be thankful. Because let's remember, Thanksgiving is about gathering with people that you care about, people that you're living your life with. And the reality of military life is sometimes you don't get to go home to your home, your spouse's home, maybe your home of choice. Maybe it's not the home you grew up in, but somewhere that you call home, right? We don't, we don't always get to go back to that. So we have the opportunity to kind of set new traditions and do whatever we want. For our family, we usually travel if we can. For Christmas, we have a little bit more leeway with kids out of school. And Thanksgiving, we always try to find people in our local community to connect with for Thanksgiving and to truly just be with our people and enjoy having that time together. And with that, you also, we talked a little bit already, you get to choose the foods, you get to choose your traditions. So if you don't love turkey, you don't have to make turkey. Maybe you make just a turkey breast. Maybe you really love ham. I have a friend, they make prime rib on Thanksgiving because it turns out their family doesn't really like turkey and that's not bad. So give yourself permission to Make the foods that you like, especially if you have a chance to live in another country or another part of um, another part of our country. We live in Alaska. There's a lot of non-traditional foods that are eaten here that aren't part of the routine, say, in Alabama, where I've lived before. Right. We're not having caribou and you know caribou roast and moose burgers and reindeer sausage or salmon in somewhere like Alabama. So those you might live in a part of the world that you get to try non-traditional things. And what better time to do that than around Thanksgiving when you're gathering with your community. And the whole point is just to be with your people and to have a feast and to truly give thanks for all of the good things in your life. So again, remember this, you know, sort of idea of what are we going to serve and how are we going to gather and who are we going to be with? The rules are made up that, that show whose line is it anyway. The rules are made up and the points don't matter. So you get to decide what you want to do. And that also means if you have old family traditions that you don't really love, you kind of get a free pass to ditch those ones and, you know, say, oh, yeah, if I was home, we would do that, mom, but we're not doing that here. So, you know, maybe you can use that as a get out of jail free card if you have a tradition that you don't want to keep. Okay, let's pause right here and hear a little bit more from our sponsor, Armed Forces Bank. A full-service military bank committed to serving those who served since 1907. Armed Forces Bank provides a vast array of affordable and easily accessible financial products to both active and retired military and civilian clients in all 50 states and across the world. When you're in the military, your needs are different, and your banking should be too. 
That's why, no matter where you are stationed in the world, Armed Forces Bank strives to make everything from banking solutions to financial advice personal, valuable, and convenient for you with numerous services, including online and mobile banking tools to help you bank on your schedule. Okay, everybody, welcome back. Now, I want to talk a little bit about budget portion of the meal. Now, this wasn't necessarily a planned part of the conversation when we set out our content for this year. However, given the current inflation in the United States and the cost of groceries, I feel like it is a really important part of the conversation to touch on quickly in this episode, especially as we enter this holiday season. Not only Thanksgiving, but the upcoming religious holidays, Christmas, New Year's, all of these opportunities together. Now, when you're looking at budget for meals like this, think festive meals, really celebratory meals, you know, holidays, weddings, births, that sort of thing. When you're gathering multiple people together for a special occasion and you're having foods that are out of the ordinary, budget is going to be really tricky. One of the best ways to really keep things in check for your budget is, of course, to be sharing the meal with another family that can help contribute. Now, you might have a family that's coming that can't help contribute, and that is also okay. I am not saying to only share your meal with people who can help you, but it really takes some of the pressure off if you are in charge of maybe the turkey and the rolls and somebody else is making all of the sides, right? Or you're splitting it up, or maybe you have three families and one person does, you know, a turkey and rolls for sake of ease, and then someone else does the desserts and someone else does sides. So if you can find a way to share your meal with other people, It's going to cut down on the leftovers a little bit, but it sort of can ease some of that grocery burden as well. Other things you can do is just choose less. Choose less. There's no rule that especially, you know, I have a family of five. If it was just the five of us, I don't have to have a 15 pound turkey. I totally have permission to just buy a turkey breast or to roast a chicken or heck, go pick up the $4.99 rotisserie chicken at Costco. Now I know they're probably not open on Thanksgiving, so that wouldn't be a hot and ready situation. but That's the example of you could choose smaller portions of things if you know that that could help save you money. And especially if you're usually making way, way too much food and after three or four or five days, you're throwing it away, then that is having a risk of wasting some of that money. You're purchasing those foods, you're spending those dollars, but then ultimately they're ending up in the waste bin. So how can you save some of those dollars by maybe choosing less to begin with? So you can share, you know, remember these tips, you can share the financial burden of the meal by cooking with another family. You can choose less. So maybe having a smaller meat portion, or if you don't really love sweet potato casserole and maybe only one person in your family eats it, don't even make it. See if you can borrow it from your neighbor. Hey, can I get a serving of yours? Because no one in my family will eat it and I don't want to make a whole one, right? So figure out where you're really getting the best return on investment for the time of cooking this food and also the money that you're spending to buy this food which of those things are important and which of those things, you know, either have a nostalgic reason or it's your family favorite food or it's something that you're just not going to compromise on. You can choose those. But if there's something that you're not really attached to and your family won't miss, eh, you don't have to make it. Save yourself the time, save yourself the money. Don't make that item. Now, other ideas are to do simple sides or choose things that are pre-made. I did Thanksgiving one year at my mom's house. They've retired and moved to a different location. And Near their home is a sweet little Mennonite bakery. And these women make the most delicious breads and rolls and pies. And I drove by that little bakery. We stopped in one day and I looked at my mom and said, Mom, when I come for Thanksgiving, we are not baking a single thing. No way, Jose. These women have it down to an art. They do it beautifully. They do it affordably. Nope. 
if I'm traveling from far away to come see you for Thanksgiving, mom, we're not spending the whole time baking. We're going to enjoy our time together and have delicious food that someone else made. And that's what we did. And it still fit our budget pretty well because we didn't need to go buy all of the things to make the pie crust and to make the pie and to do all of those traditional steps. We were able to purchase those items from someone else. But other ideas are to get, you know, maybe you don't love a lot of mashed potatoes. You can get the little side microwavable ones, you know, in the refrigerator section if that's not a big important part to you. Maybe you are ordering your sides from a local restaurant, or maybe you just know that your family's not going to eat it. So you're just going to serve mac and cheese as one of your sides. You have permission to choose simple sides that you know that your family will like that are more budget friendly if that is something that you feel will make your meal more enjoyable, both for you as the parent and for your family. And then the last thing I want to touch on for budget is leftovers. Now, I am not a big leftovers fan. Thanksgiving is an exception. And I think that if my family did not have at least a day's worth of rolls and cold turkey and stuffing to make Thanksgiving sandwiches while watching football on that Friday, I think they might send me into exile. My family really, really loves Thanksgiving leftovers, especially my husband. It is a very special memory for him of being with his family, of being close to home, of eating leftovers for a couple of days. So that is something that is part of our routine, making sure that I do have leftovers and that there are foods in the fridge that they can just grab and eat. However, if your family doesn't love a lot of leftovers, be intentional with how much food you're cooking. Are you making a bunch of leftovers that you're not going to eat? If so, here are a few ideas of what to do with those leftovers. You can make a leftover casserole. There's so many different recipes that you can find online. You know, searching it, you can do that. I took the sweet potato casserole one year, took the the nuts and, and crumbled, um, you know, nut topping off of it, and it didn't have marshmallows. And I scooped out the sweet potato filling, and I later added it to a pancake batter and made sweet potato pancakes. So they were just our regular pancakes, you know, however many cups of batter and like one cup of sweet potato casserole in there. But it added like the nutmeg and the cinnamon and those really delicious flavors, and it made the pancakes orange, which was really fun for the kids. But that was a way to reuse that sweet potato casserole in a non-traditional way. I've seen people take the stuffing or your dressing and sort of pat it down into little patties and then pan fry it and have little like stuffing cakes, right? Like little fritters. I've seen people put their leftovers into a pie or into puff pastry or to roll it into croissants and have little like Thanksgiving bites, right? So there's lots of ways that you can get creative. If you end up with leftovers that you don't think your family will eat, I encourage you to do a little digging through some Thanksgiving leftover recipes, and you will find people that are very creative and do really fancy extravagant things that maybe you're not up for. But there are really simple ways that you can reuse some of those leftovers so that one, of course, the food isn't going to waste. But especially in the interest of budget, if your budget is tighter than ever, which many of us are really watching those pennies, if your budget is really tight, making sure that you are actually eating the leftovers that you have already taken the time and money to create Making sure you're eating those is going to be a great way to stretch your dollar over those holidays. And the last idea is one that actually my aunt and uncle did growing up. I was there one year when they did this, but it had been a tradition for years with their neighbors was they would all gather together. They would do, I think they would do their Thanksgiving. And then everyone, this was back before a lot of online shopping. So you would go out on the Black Friday sales, you know, 5 a.m. You're getting in the car with your coffee. This was when 5 a.m. was an acceptable time to leave the store. Now you have to be in line, you know, at 4 a.m. But I digress. They would go out, they would early shop, they would shop all day, and then they would get together that night and they would have football games on and they would all bring their Thanksgiving leftovers and they would swap. 
and they would just put out everybody's leftovers and you would eat, you know, your cousin's stuffing recipe and you would have the person down the street's cranberry sauce and, oh, well, this person made ham, so I'll have their ham. And everyone would bring their leftovers together and they would really just have this feast and they would have a bonfire and the kids would play and they would just fellowship with their neighbors after having their Thanksgiving and having all of their shopping. So again, that is not a family tradition of mine necessarily, but one that I saw and in their community, they were also military. In their community, it was a tradition that they really loved and carried on from year to year. Again, that was a way that they could choose who they were doing their Thanksgiving with and having a Friendsgiving, but also a way that they could stretch that budget by not being responsible for throwing away a bunch of leftovers you know, after a couple of days. I hope this has given you some ideas of how you're going to be celebrating Thanksgiving, how you're going to be celebrating upcoming holidays and festive events. And ultimately, remember that it is up to you. You get to choose. You get to pick your people. You get to pick your traditions. You get to pick your food. You get to pick your budget. And while we might long for a place or people that we cannot have this year, we still have an opportunity to create joy and to intentionally love the place that we are and the people that we're with. Make sure that you subscribe to the podcast and share with your friends. We appreciate the feedback and comments you share with us as we support our military community. Thank you all so much for being part of the Mill Housing Nation. We appreciate you. The Mill Housing Nation is where you will always have a community no matter where you are stationed.